Hello, all you high-kicking retro movie lovers. Welcome back to the 1980s movie graveyard. We're taking a trip down memory lane tonight in more ways than one, I would say. We're dusting off a masterpiece, not only of a movie, but also of a commentary, wouldn't you say, Corey G? Oh, yeah. I think this is yet another one of our... From the vault. No, I wasn't going to call from the vault. I'm going to call this a reissue. Reissue. We're putting out, like Scream Factory puts out the Blu-rays, we're putting out the blue commentaries. <laughs> the blue commentaries, that's right. Who does that? Who does, does that it? for their fans? As we talked about, I think, on the Above the Law show, we recorded a couple uh, commentaries for 80s action films, and uh, we we didn't get the promotion that we should have on the network that we were on at the time, so we actually quit the show. We actually took down all the archives, because there's no point in letting anybody else like sell that shit to a movie studio when we wouldn't be evolved. Oh. So yeah, so we, we, we burn our own house down. <laughs> but in a way it was good because it trained us to, you know, not only make a successful commentary podcast, but you know, we figured out once we went on our own, you know, we would be more successful and we were. Thus the nineteen eighties movie Graveyard was born. And uh so yeah, so we're bringing this one back out from the vault. It hasn't been available for download for at least three years, I would say. Yeah, something like that. But here's the beauty of it. They go, oh, this commentary is old. It's from a movie for, from 1988, so it don't matter how old the commentary yeah, is. And it's a movie that when we post pictures of are quite popular. Exactly. And uh, and not on top of it, but it was it was pretty. This is a pretty fun episode to record, from what I remember about it. Oh yeah. I do remember though some controversy from this episode. Do you remember that, brother? Yeah, about some classics. Oh, there was some, some feelings were hurt during this episode. I, I I I will say one thing. This was back, I guess the preface, kind of the phase we were in a couple of years ago. I don't know why, but we were really into shaming bootleggers, <laughs> and it eventually caught up with us because we pissed quite a few people off. So, if, if yes, you will hear us discuss a lot in this episode how we we don't like bootlegging. We uh, we don't. We don't we don't encourage we don't even encourage YouTube viewing, you know. We, yeah. We are very much collectors, Blu-ray collectors. And yeah, apparently everyone that listened to the, to this show was a bootlegger and they took a great offense to it. Yeah, I mean I mean you have your Saturday night torrenters, but at this time period a few years ago, do you remember there was actually a guy and I won't say his name or whatever, but there was actually a guy who was part of a podcast he went the extra step of not only torrenting movies, but then making copies to sell. And then the somebody shut him down at a studio, or somebody shut him down pretty quick, thankfully. But uh, yeah, so it, that's kind of why we were so riled up because we saw this person making bootlegs of films that obviously nobody was getting paid for or whatever. So and you know neither was he. I don't think anybody was buying shit. No, I don't think they were. Because, well, it's like okay, you took a torrent. You burned a DVD, you printed out a fake cover, and I I think some of those he was charging people $30 to $35 for, depending on, quote-unquote, how rare they were. It's like, you got it off a torrent, how rare is it? You know, to me, though, the worst, the worst of the worst, and I don't know if I've ever said it here, fans, I like the old horror movies as much as, you know, a lot of, because a lot of people on the Facebook, they're into the horror movies like I am. Boy, uh, they finally put... Uh, we'll say Prince of Darkness on the Blu-ray. 
Did you get that Blu-ray? Nope, I got my VHS copy I put on the DVD because you got to watch the old horror movies when they look all crappy because that's <laughs> the way they were intended to look. Yeah, thankfully, thankfully we've come out of that, but around this time period as well, there was like... Like, no kidding, like, it was actually a debate on whether you should watch movies on Blu-ray. Some people didn't believe, some people were saying watching movies on Blu-ray was against their religion at the time. Yeah, I don't know, I think one of the reasons we got so out of out of the pure hatred is we made new friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, too. But, you know, but anyway, let's... Let's go I back. like my Blu-rays fans. When we do our commentaries nine times out of ten, it's a Blu-ray I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. And, and, and guess and, what? When 4K comes out, I'm gonna throw away all my Blu-rays and I'm gonna rebuy everything <laughs> in there. And I got no shame in admitting it. Yeah, I I have to say because this is always like a hot topic, I guess, with VHS and DVD and the Blu-ray and the 4K Blu-ray. Is pretty much my litmus test is if I look at it, either the DVD or the Blu-ray, and I think, and there's like a new version coming out that's better, and I think, will I watch this more than twice? I'm, I'm buying it again. I'm guilty of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have to be something where it's like, I've only watched this once in 10 years. I'm good on the DVD. But it's right. like, I did watch this two Christmases ago when we had an ice storm. Better be prepared and get the new version. Exactly. And then sometimes, too, like, I know a lot of people were like, you know, when when you're going from having the DVD and rebuying the Blu-ray, a lot of people are like, oh, you're just wasting your money. It's just like, okay, the Blu-ray is a widescreen. It's in high def. The DVD was, like, full frame. <laughs> Stereo sound. Like, there's just sometimes you got to upgrade, I think. I don't know. Are you like me when you rebuy it on Blu-ray? I don't know about you, but I keep my DVD. Yeah. Now, some of them I put in, like, a box in the garage, I'll be honest. But I, yeah, re- yeah. I really just don't, you know, there is maybe a dozen movies where I thought my boy Phil D's probably liked the movie, so I gave him some DVDs. But other than that, like, yeah, I don't I don't go to the pawn shops because they're going to give you 50 cents. What's the point? It's just that I go to these, um, you know, like CD trade posts and stuff we have here, and they'll have all these movies, which if you're going to buy them, you know, sometimes it's a really good price. But it'd be like, how much will you give me for this DVD or this DVD that I paid $20 for two years ago? I give you 15 cents or 25 cents in credit. Why yeah. would you even take that? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, if I was going to take 15 cents from my DVD, I'd have to wipe my ass with it first and hand it yeah. to the guy. Like, they, that that's just ridiculous. I mean, it's like, okay, you're going to sell it. Cause I, because there is a used store around here where I actually bought, that's where I got my copy of Steven Submerged for that 18-hour. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I was in a pinch. I needed a copy of Submerged starring Steven Seagal. So I went in and I got a used, scratched-up copy for four bucks. It, it it played, and, you know, I watched it that one time, and that was it. But, like, okay, they sell almost every DVD they have for three fifty or or $4. But I was, while I was there buying stuff, I seen people come in with their with their movies. How much will you give me for this pile of 20 DVDs? Well... You can get two dollars and eighty-two cents in cash, or you can get three fifty in store. I'm just like, how do you walk into a store with twenty DVDs, then come out with one DVD store credit? Yeah, I, I, I just don't understand it. No, if you're gonna sell something for three to four bucks, at least give somebody one dollar for it, at least. Or try to have a garage sale. 
Yeah, that's probably the best thing. I or say. donate them all and write it off for taxes at the end of the year. That's another thing is I rather, yeah, I might have to do that because I I rather give them away to either take them to your library. Yeah, to a library. Yeah, something. That's yeah, a, that's a better thing to do with books. You know, like everybody takes them to use bookstores. You don't get but maybe a penny on average. No. But in, enough, enough about our life lessons learned on this secondary DVD market. We know you want to uh, <laughs> pile some dirt on you. <laughs> Watch the movie that was supposed to be either Spider-Man or Masters of the Universe 2. Ended up being Cyborg starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. Enjoy the show. You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. This one has a real soft spot for me in my heart because this is actually the first Van Damme movie I've ever seen. I went to the theater, did not know who Van Damme was, did not even know what Cyborg was about. I just saw the little ad in the newspaper of a guy holding a gun, and I figure Cyborg has got to have some robots in it, so let's see it. Roll to it, loved it as a kid, love it more now as an adult. We're going to get this commentary started. The sync point right here, fans, is we got the Canon logo up on the screen. So get your DVD or your Blu-ray going and get it on the Canon logo. I only have the DVD. Oh, you're missing out a lot there, Johnny. Cause but remember what we told everybody. If you watch it on YouTube, yeah. turn that shit off and don't listen. <laughs> DVD is the minimum. But I, but I actually held out and I rented the DVD this many times, but I did not buy it because it wasn't widescreen. With the Blu-ray release, you get the full glorious widescreen. And uh, that's I wish you would have the Blu-ray, Johnny, because this one is shockingly good looking. Shockingly good looking Blu-ray. But anyway, we got the Canon logo. Pause. Just like Gary Busey. That's right, shockingly good-looking Gary Busey. But we got the logo pause on the 17-second mark. Now, I'm going to do a little countdown. I'm going to say one, two, three, go. When I say go, hit play on your player. So one, two, three, go. All right, now we are rolling. The Canon logo starting to fade down. Well, actually, not fade down. It kind of goes 3D. Like breaks apart. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> and it, they're like such – it's like – Canon logo, then it goes black, and I believe it is Canon Entertainment. What a bunch of glory hogs they are! <laughs> I know they went on, the... but I really like this this opening, even though it's over some black credits. We get a voiceover, and this was very interesting. I'll point it out as we go along. The reason I love this movie so much: very low budget, very shock gorilla style, but you know, thematically, narratively, they do a lot of different things. Like what movie that you know of starts out with a voiceover of the villain? Talking about how much he likes living in a post-apocalyptic disease world. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't... Usually the villains don't do any kind of voiceover. Yeah, I know. And, and, like, he screamed about, I like this world. I like the misery. Like, he sounds like a, a beast or something from the <laughs> Masters of the Universe. <laughs> you know, this almost has as good a production value as Hell Comes to Frog Town. Yeah. Actually, I believe these are the sets from Hell Comes to Frogtown after they were destroyed. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know how true this is at all, but I keep reading this on different forms, and this might be complete bullshit. You know how things get made up, but supposedly 
these were shot on some, uh, which which I find hard to believe because most of the sets in this movie are just like old, burnout fucking factories and shit. But supposedly these sets were originally meant for Masters of the Universe two. If you remember, Canon made a Masters of the yeah, Universe movie. I read that. I don't know. I find it hard to believe because these sets are basically like little city sets that they junked up. Like, like how could He Man be fighting people in this wasteland? You know what I mean? Well, if it's taking place on his planet, that was a euphoria there. Yeah, I mean, it really don't make sense. But either way, like, you know, like this and the end part kind of take place on soundstage type of uh, fake city blocks, you can tell. But this shit does look good, man. And I got to give him credit. Like, not only do they just put burning cars everywhere, but there's like moss growing on shit. Like, this shit really does look old and dirty. I want to know how these these fucking cars are always burning in these movies. Well, especially because this is like post-apocalyptic. These cars must have been burning for like 60 years and shit. I bet that, you know, I saw that Triple X sign up that they're on 42nd Street. Are they? I don't know. Maybe, Johnny. That's a girl there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. So so the movie starts out, great directorial choice. We just start out with a chase and some action. This guy's supposed to be protecting this woman, but obviously he can't from this Mad Max type of gang that's just beating him up, killing everybody. And, uh... This movie, like you, like aside until like the very end, like you have to, you know, try hard to get the names of the characters, but everybody in this movie is actually named after guitars and musical instruments. <laughs> really? Yeah, like I right, know that. yeah, right here the the villain here. A lot of people recognize this guy. He played War Child in Point Break, but this is his first movie. His name is actually Fender Tremolo, <laughs> and like. I was like, well, that's so, you know, that's some bullshit names that, like, you know, they just made up and put in the credits. But no, like, when him and Van Damme fight at the end, Van Damme actually calls him Fender. So it, that really was in the script. Point Break stinks, Johnny. What? You were talking to the one guy alive that didn't like Point Break. Point Break is awesome, dude. Everybody tells me that. I, mean, I, I keep saying I need to revisit it. Uh, okay, if you need to revisit it, but like I'm telling you, like the 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 foot chase, the chase on the foot after Robin, like the, the shit, they jump out of airplanes with uh, parachutes is awesome. I like this dude's koi uh, vest or whatever the fuck it is. Now he's putting on it. That's putting Chain on his raccoon vest. fur over it there. I know. And here, and here, James Cameron ripped this off for Terminator Two opening credits. Remember oh, how T Two definitely. Printed? Because this movie came out, like, three years before T2. So, like, like granted, the whole Cyborg angle maybe ripped off a of Terminator. But Terminator 2 ripped off Cyborg. I don't care what anybody well, said. Terminator wasn't exactly original. I mean, Lady no. Terminator came out before Terminator, didn't it? No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> That's a really good movie. Have you seen it? I don't know. It goes up that girl's snatch and turns you into a Terminator. No, I haven't seen it. Then. I need know, to get I, on that, Johnny. I know the movie. I thought maybe I caught part of it on cable at one time, but I guess not because I would have remembered that happening. That's pure 80s gold right there. Yeah. I used to get it at the mom and pop video store all the time. Did you? Did you rent it on VHS or Betamax? Nah, fuck no. I didn't know what it was until about 10 years ago when I got the laser disc and upgraded to the DVD. Well, at least you're going to be honest. There's a lot of people out there born in... 1992, talking about how they were in the early 80s. <laughs> yeah, this is true. I remember back on VHS, like, what'd you have, a Barney DVD? I mean, Jared, VHS? <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're 16. Here, here we go. We're breaking act into action. The gang is now catching up with the woman. All of a sudden, Van Damme pops out. 
And Van Damme, Van Damme has a crazy outfit in this. Like, I don't even know how you describe these these pants he's wearing. <laughs> well, he's like really young. He's not. He's yeah. he's athletic here. He's not full blown big yet. Yeah. And what's funny is he barely talks in this movie. And when he does, I'm pretty sure that they recorded the voices of this afterwards. Like, it just has the the dialogue has a you know a dub sound to it. But um, when he talks, like he barely talks. It like. You would have thought this was his first film performance ever, but he actually, this is after Bloodsport, I believe. Yeah. This was, I think, because I didn't see this in the, in it just didn't play in theaters here, but I had seen Bloodsport first, so I was yeah. familiar with him. Yeah. And the Kickboxer didn't play here either. I hadn't seen him in the theater till, for the first time till Death Warrant. Yeah, like, uh, when I was a kid, the area I grew up in, Cincinnati, there was two theater chains. And, like, now two theater chains in the same town, they just play all the same movies. But back then, for some reason, they had a bid on the movie, so they had to split the movies. So if, like, one theater chain had Batman, the other one didn't. Well, like, this kind of competition led to a bunch of these little movies being played for, like, a week here and there. And that's how I caught this one. Like, there was no TV commercials. There was nothing. I didn't see no trailers at the theater. I just saw a little photo in the newspaper. That's how you would check out movies back in the day. Yeah. Back when you still got newspapers. Yeah. See, see, a lot of people forget that. A lot of people that talk about the mom and pop VHS, they never talk about what happened at the theaters. Yeah, or the drive-ins. Or the drive-ins. Yeah, drive-ins were still around back then. We don't have one here anymore. They could only be open so long. We have miserable yeah. winters here. Yeah, I think that's what helped, you know, kill them all. Here, here we get some great go-motion... Uh, photography here where the woman pulls the wig off and re- and becomes an animatronic stop motion puppet. This chick is ass ugly. She's okay when she's the woman, but when she turns into a cyborg, she's ugly as fuck. She's fucking ugly. She ain't no Ashley Gold, baby. <laughs> well, who is? <laughs> oh, the one and only Ash. Oh, man, I was jackalacking hard to hardcore pawn the other day. I'm sure you don't you lose your boner when less gold comes on screen? Though? Yeah, he he looks like Danny, the Jewish Danny Trejo. You know who's actually the ugliest one on there? Even uglier than Les is the son is the ugliest. Oh, with those big old Gary Busey teeth. <laughs> yeah, I know. And his hair is like really fucked up. It's like all pointed and, and going in different directions. I just like everybody on there only owns one shirt. Yeah, that is true. Here, here we have the bad guy. He just shoots Van Damme, and Van Damme like falls out of the way. But here we have the bad guy confronts the cyborg, because and this is where the plot of the movie is, uh, you know, unraveled. Here is the cyborg has some information in her data banks, because there's been this, uh, you know, this plague that's been wiping everybody out, and uh, wiped out most of the world population. Well, the cyborg has a cure, but the bad guy wants to control it. He wants to decide who gets cured and who doesn't, because that will make him a god, supposedly. TC2000 ripped off a lot of elements of this movie, too. Yeah, I think they did. That's a good movie, too, though, fans. I can't remember. It's covered on the, on the Vault of Mysterious Information. Is TC2000 Billy Blanks or Gunner Oliver or whatever? Billy, Billy Blanks. Gunner yeah. Oliver's Nemesis. That's right. I thought Nemesis was really good, but that, that's another one that's a rip off of Cyborg. Split Second's just not a good movie. I don't care what anybody says. I know that because it has the same kind of cover-looking design as... You talking about the movie with Rucker Howard? Yeah, where they just keep going down a hallway for an hour and a half. That's actually more of a um, alien ripoff though of, than Terminator, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're burning books. Yeah, the gang—they're burning up all these little villages of people left. 
And like like this part here where they uh, steal the boat, like I, like I felt like they was really going for a, like a futuristic pirate theme with this, didn't you? Yeah, like Water Water World done uh, was ripping off Cyborg too. Man, we're just casually we're only like six minutes in the movie, and we're realizing how the whole modern cinema is based on Cyborg. The Cyborg is the most influential move of movie of the eighties. It is of all time, maybe. I liked Waterworld, though. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I like it, too. I heard that there's, like, some uh, extended cut out there that's never been released that's supposed to be even better, but I guess we'll never see it. Yeah, the wedding cake top was all melted. Yeah. For, and you could tell it was, like, from 1948, too. Who is that girl? She's got a nice body. She's not pretty, but she's got a nice body. Yeah, she's pretty worked out. There's a couple women in this crew, surprisingly, of pirates. Man, Ice Age 4 even ripped this off. Really? They were on a boat, too, with the pirates. They're on a boat. I like how everything in this movie looks like it's been, like, rebuilt out of, like, yeah. shit and plywood. <laughs> I was say, how's that boat even floating? I know. How'd he get shot? And how's he okay? Well, I was going to say this. Uh, if you notice, in the future... The only guns that are left are uh, BB guns. Have you noticed this? Because yeah. his gun and the main gun of the bad guy, they have these air canisters on the back, and then they have like these rotating barrels that, sh- and they even show what they shoot. They shoot little silver ball bearings. So like they ain't really even going to kill you or anything. So Van Damme, you know, he just because he had his his leather jacket on, and you know, it didn't pierce his skin. It just knocked him down. He's even got his samurai sword. It's actually a badass sword, but I don't think he really even uses it in this movie. He uses the knives more. Man, he's got a Tori Hanzo sword. Kill Bill has ripped off Cyborg fans. That's true. And how he's like in this little like gritty ass place with this fire going. Like, there's a lot of movies with a little fire grill that's ripped this off. Mm-hmm. But Van Damme has some some because Van Damme, you know, his hair is really thick when he was young, like. And in the future, like, I mean, I don't think you're going to be able to go down the store and get hair gel, but his hair is, like, extremely spiked. But if you look at his hair, it looks like his hair is styled with, like, dust. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Well, the main guy, he's got moose in his hair. Yeah, he's, he's like, got, like, um, more kinky hair pulled back into a ponytail. But Van Damme just left to style his spiky locks with uh, dust. And uh... Oh, here, here we get the flashback. In this movie, there's a lot of flashbacks. Um... But here we go to flashback, and they put a terrible wig on Van Damme. This is like Jason Statham wig bad. <laughs> yeah, and like it's long hair pulled into a ponytail, but for some reason, like he ain't got the front pulled into a ponytail, so it's like all this fake wig hair like rolling down into his eyes. <laughs> in this movie, one thing this movie does not have a lot of is dialogue. Yeah, like like I th- that's why I feel like it's dubbed and like maybe. You know, it just was quicker and easier for them to shoot if there wasn't a lot of dialogue. Because there's more, like, scenes of just, like, people acting silently while the score plays. Yeah. And I gotta say, like, because, you know, a lot of people shit on this movie in terms of being boring or storyless and stuff. And, I like, it's very, very simple story, post-apocalyptic, whatever. But I've seen this movie a lot of times, and I really like it because it has, a like, a dreamlike quality. Because the fight scenes are long. There's not a whole lot of logic. Like, like literally half the running time is flashbacks. Like, instead of just doing one flashback to explain his backstory, you get little pieces of it throughout. So it's very dreamy and strange, I feel like. 
Well, what I'm going to say as far as like the post-apocalyptic and the future stuff, and I like this movie, but the one everybody says is so fantastic that's really boring as fuck is the first Mad Max movie. Yeah, because it's not even, you know, another thing too is because like, you know, I I feel like everybody's seen the Road Warrior more and they, they lump Mad Max in with the Road Warrior. Mad Max, like the apocalypse hasn't even really broke out yet in no, Mad Max. No, it doesn't break out to the opening credits of the Road Warrior. Yeah, no, it's kind of like Mad Max is more like a Deliverance type movie. I like Mad Max more than I like the Road Warrior, though. Really? Yeah, I do. See the one, the one that I don't really like because they watered it down to PG was uh, Thunderdomes. That movie's just dog shit. Yeah, I like. I mean, I like, I like Mad Max, but my favorite's the Road Warrior because Road Warrior's got the fucker with the hockey mask and shit. Oh, Lord, Lord humongous. humongous. Yeah. Oh, the Fury used to be a good actor. Yeah, he did. That's a bad wig. That's really bad, yeah. And the thing is, is like, he's supposed to have the long hair wig because it's a flashback showing when he was younger, but I feel like the wig actually makes him look older. Why is he holding on to barbed wire? I don't even remember. Well, basically what happened is, because like I said, they keep flashing back. They don't give it to you at all. Like, here, you that's why it's dreamlike. You just get little flashes of the images. You don't know what happened. But it's just, Oh, it was the war machine guy killed his family or whatever, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, Fender Tremolo, the gang came across his family, and they, they put Van Damme in the well with the, the, like, not the mother, but the older sister and the baby, and they made the little girl try to hold them up with barbed wire. That's actually very clever. Yeah, no. That's what I like about this movie. It's I feel like in a weird way, as B movie and basic and simple as this is, like the way they chose to tell a story, it's almost like an art house film. Yeah. Which ironically you kinda can go back to Universal Soldier Four. Yeah. That was an art house movie with Van Damme. Yeah. Now granted he was only in it for about a minute and thirty eight seconds, but <laughs> And you couldn't even tell it was him because he had some makeup on. <laughs> he looked like he had cancer or something. <laughs> that movie was... Uh, the fight scenes were really good, but the movie itself was... I don't know. It was just too fucking out there. Well, I like it, but I, I feel like it just made the mistake of being an okay movie like that was following a really good sequel. I felt like the one before it was better. Oh, that was really good. And you had good fight scenes in the fourth one because Scott Atkins, hell of a martial artist, but... Yeah, the movie just, I don't know, something about it just, I, I doubt they'll do another one. Well, see, that I mean, that's the thing is, like, when you watch a Universal Soldier, you want to see two people. You want to see Van Damme, you want to see Dolph Lundgren. And in part four, they made them supporting characters, and they made Scott Atkins the main character. Yeah, and Andre Arlovsky was the other main one, basically. Yeah, the pit bull. That, that girl's kind of cute. Yeah, she is. She kind of got like a, like a, I don't know, like a weird face. But uh, you see later when they make it to the beach and she takes her clothes off, she's actually got a good body. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have like that real muscular, worked out body. She's kind of soft and has big boobs, but she's not fat or anything. What is that fucking knot on his head? <laughs> I don't know, but he's always had that. He didn't have it in Bloodsport. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. It looks like a calcium deposit or something. I always figured it was a permanent scar from when, like, he really got whacked in the head. It's either that or if he would have got it lanced, it would have been some big, ugly scar. So he went for the big, ugly lump instead. I feel like now that it, not that it necessarily went down or anything, but, like, I feel like it's less noticeable now for some reason. He's older. He's more grizzled looking. Maybe that's what it was, yeah. 
I would have been growing my hair out and I had like that emo look even back then. I'd have like bangs over it and shit. <laughs> Van Damme with a bowl cut to cover up the bump. Yeah, because he, well, no, he had the mullet in Hard Target. Well, that was like a clip-on mullet, though. You don't think that was his real hair? No. When you watch the movie, you can tell the top is like real short and like it looks a certain way and you can tell the backwards like clipped in the hair extensions. That's That's one of his best films, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, in his top three, I would say for sure. Bloodsport's real high up there. Yeah. And then I'm going to go, and then that, and I'm a big fan of Lionheart, personally. Oh, I love Lionheart, too. Lionheart is just, it's it's actually, even though it's kind of cheaply made and everything, like this one is, it's actually a really good movie, story-wise. Mm-hmm. It's the first one where I felt like they were trying to get him to stretch as an actor, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's and the girl was hot as hell in that movie. Who, the mom of the little girl? No, the blonde-haired chick. Oh, the evil one? Yeah. Yeah, see, I thought so, too, and everybody else said she's nasty, and I was like, I think she looks good. People are fucking stupid. I know. And they all congregate on Facebook. (laughs) And they all agree to be wrong. (laughs) Yeah, every one of them. I need to get off Facebook, Johnny. I'm just just too happy. I know, same here. Because there's a lot of people out there who claim to be experts on movies, and and all they do all day and night is post what they're watching, you know, what they're having for dinner, like whatever. They post every little detail of their life, and somehow they hate everything. <laughs> I know. It's like, how do you wake up in the morning? Yeah. I see, we go. We got another flashback here. Yeah. See, like Van Damme, he acts like he's like all simple and everything. Like everything he sees just reminds him of his past. That chick's not too pretty. No, I was going to say, I, th- I think maybe she looked a lot better if she like, let her hair grow up. Maybe. That chick looks okay. She says, like you said, she got a weird mouth. like a, like yeah. It's like a lemon or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like puffed up. Like this girl had Angelina Jolie lips before Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie star Cyborg 2, I do believe. Yeah, with Jack Palance. Which Cyborg 2, nothing to do with Cyborg. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't Elias Coteus the, the good guy in that movie? Wasn't he the hero in Cyborg 2? He wasn't one of the cyborgs, either two or three. I can't remember which one. The K- I always remember him as Casey Jones from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, me too. In a really bad wig. Really bad wig. <laughs> Here we go with some more uh, cities, people living in them. Cities made literally of garbage. <laughs> yes. People living in garbage, people sleeping on top of garbage, people drinking garbage. Probably eating garbage. Eating garbage. You ate garbage today. You had Taco Bell. (laughs) That's right. I had garbage. (laughs) See, they're cooking garbage. They're all blacksmiths, too, if you know. They're all all forging. Somebody's building shit. Honestly, I think they're just blacksmiths because the director want more fire in this. I want to know what, where where the gyms are still open in the future because everybody in this movie is pretty pumped up. I know, considering they probably have no protein in their diets. As I say, you think they'd be all emaciated. I know. And what's funny is, like, <laughs> I love this scene here with Van Damme talking about the, talking to this guy who's who's he's talking about. You gotta settle down, Gibson. Look at me, I achieved my dream. I got my place here. I got my own bar now. What bar is he talking about? <laughs> they're still, they're still, 
I found a picnic table, put it up, put a side on it that says drinks. Yeah, they're, they're fucking standing in a pile of garbage, and he's it's like, where is he getting alcohol? What's he doing? And making it in like old toilets and shit? making shine, yeah. What was that movie, Let's Go to Prison? Yeah. This is Toilet you Merlot, I made it into toilet. <laughs> Pretty much. That's a funny movie that no one talks about. Yeah, I really like it, man. I'm, I've been waiting for a blue to come out, and it never does. Mm-mm. I just watched one of my favorites the other day, the bench warmers. Oh, <laughs> you know, you know the video store in that Johnny, the Blockbuster, wasn't it? Well, no, there's like a fake video store that I think Spade yeah, or one of them works at. Yeah, yeah, that that I lived literally half a block from that store. Like I saw them filming that. I walked by. I didn't know what they were filming though. <laughs> well, I mean, your biggest star in it was Rob Schneider for God's sake. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you see the, the, here's the line i got the subtitles on that guy says he says i got my bar i got my family how's that for hope <laughs> again <laughs> again you are a server and seller of trash <laughs> wine I, made in god knows what <laughs> i live in my house made out of garbage here's a person just stirring up a plate of rat guts looks like johnny depp yeah like in his normal clothes and they're burning the face of one of the plague victims who has bo- like boiling scars on their face. Now, if this plague was coming out and it was killing everybody and somebody came with their face boiling up like that, wouldn't you just stay away from them? Boy, I'd be shooting them with that air rifle. <laughs> yeah. And here we get the scene of establishing Van Damme as a hero. There's a little boy barely bouncing a ball. Some bad guys want to steal it away and Van Damme kicks the shit out of him. Because if you're going to bully someone, you're going to bully a little kid. Yeah. There's a lot of bad guys that wear, like, fishnets on their face in this movie, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that, that kid looks like Oliver Twist. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I, uh... How's that guy? That guy needs a bouncer at his bar if he's going to have... Why is he letting underage kids in his bar? Yeah, his bar. Well, technically, I guess since there's no door or no roof or no anything, <laughs> he can't be that picky. He's got one of them beautiful, like, you know, those bars on the beach in Jamaica and shit. Yeah. Then again, this guy's just got a boat made out of plywood. Yeah. I actually like this scene. It makes it seem more pirate-like that they're all just in this the ships sharpening knives and like i can't remember if it's this scene or another one but they show one of the girls just sitting around topless for no reason <laughs> where did they get the steroids in the future after the play yeah for the bad guys in this movie big the, motherfuckers i know they raided gnc when it was, when it was burning down wasteland <laughs> temptation charleston <laughs> Oh, where we want to go? You want to go to the wasteland? <laughs> then I'm going to go to Temptation. The guy with the I don't get how face. some of these people are, are all dirty and nasty looking and then Van Damme looking all pretty. <laughs> well, he's he got has a soap dirty. in his bag. <laughs> Which, by the way, because, you know, I've been hearing how shitty this movie is for the last 30 years and all that, but people can't really talk anymore because really this movie is pretty much The Walking Dead without the zombies. Pretty much. Hell, a lot of times The Walking Dead isn't even much about zombies. Because, yeah. like, they're just walking down dirt roads and shit, just like Walking Dead. And they actually end up going to Atlanta, exactly like Walking Dead. So, Walking Dead, another one that's stealing from Cyborg. 
Well, I, I kind of checked out on The Walking. I still watch it. My wife likes but I've kind of checked out on that one. I'm kind of negative on it just because, like, yeah, it does not live up to the hype. And, it, and like, it's it's not that great of a show, but it's watchable. But when you got to hear everybody hooting and hollering about it nonstop, it gets old. I think it was really, really great. That first six episodes, that first six, yeah. you know, that first season, that real short one. I thought that was really good, well filmed, well, you know, produced and everything looked good. But uh, after that, then it just, be, I don't know. I just every episode, I started to lose more and more interest. Oh yeah, they kept changing all the writers and shit. But um, I kind of feel like something about that show. It only lends itself to like six episode seasons. Because when, mm-hmm. when they get into the long seasons, you start feeling like you're getting a lot of filler. You know what I mean? Exactly. Here here we have a lot of more fishnet face bad guys. And I thought this was cool. They start coming down on ropes and shit. And again, that's what I like about this movie. Very short running time, but full of action. Yeah, this movie is what? How long is this movie? An hour and 20 minutes? Yeah, about a little over 80 minutes. And there's like maybe nine action scenes in it. Yeah. Look, they even got some slow-mo ripped off later by John Woo in everything he's done. Exactly. Even his dramas. And, like, I actually find these bad guys creepy wearing gas masks and all that shit. Yeah, it looks good. Van Damme coming to the rescue with his air rifle. I always thought that's an awesome weapon, too. A mace with a chain. Yeah, it is cool. You hardly ever see him with that long chain on him. Damn, Van Damme took a mace right to the face. It didn't even cut him. Maybe that's how he got that lump on his head. Sure. I like these cowboy boots he's got, too, that have the blade in them. Which was ripped off in From Dust Till Dawn Part 3. Was it? Yeah. Did you see that one? The I, Old West one? I I actually kind of like that one, but I've only seen it twice. And I haven't yeah, seen he had it the like boots that had the knife pop out. I like Van Damme's sparkly-ass shirt he's got, too. Yeah, which later ripped off in 90s fashion. That's right. Is there anything that didn't copy Cyborg? Probably not. I like, I like how Van Damme's just kicking people off the side of this building. Yeah, the kick is his main weapon. Yeah. But he's got like little knives that he pulls out from everywhere. Because he's doing his knife fighting. Yeah. He could go toe-to-toe with Tommy Lee Jones, I bet you. You gotta admit, this is one of Van Damme's most badass characters, though. Like, he yeah, don't give I'll, a fuck I'll admit about that. Him. Yeah, he just kills people. He don't care if they're in a gas mask, a fishnet, uh, yeah. a pantyhose. That dude had pantyhose on. Yeah. <laughs> Can't go wrong with the old disguise of pantyhose. There you go. Oh, look at this guy. Whoop. That's clearly a dummy, though. I'm <laughs> sorry. Know. That's clearly a sawdust dummy that went falling. But he hit hard somehow, though. They must have weighed that thing down. Yeah. Now what Van Damme's robbing this guy. <laughs> yeah. What's, she looks all turned on. I know. What, what's, what could that guy possibly have in his shirt? Some I fucking acorns? To, <laughs> I need to get something that reminds me of money for when I go back to my friend's bar. Yeah. He's robbing the guy. guy's old yeah. photos. <laughs> if you own a bar, what does he get paid in? <laughs> Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm trade. starting to get more and more attracted to this girl as it goes on. No, just wait till we get to the beach and she takes all her clothes off. Here it is right here. See, that's what I like about this movie. Even though I do like the story and everything, even if you don't, you like there's always something good right around the corner, like a girl getting naked or an action scene. Mm-hmm. Did, did that girl go on to do anything? 
I don't think so. I've never seen like anybody. It. And this is the one, the, the the main bad guy. Didn't he get his eye cut in this movie? No, it's one. I'll, I'll point out the guy when it happens. But it's uh, it's one of like the guys in the gang. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because yeah, he sued Van Dam, and Van Dam had to pay him four hundred grand. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's a nice. Uh, that's a real ass. That's before all these women started having to weigh like sixty eight pounds. Yeah, and be all muscled up. I don't mind a muscular chick. Well, how it's straight up dude, China. Ugh. I don't like it when the arms and legs get too muscular. Yeah, or, but or I, the abs. I'd let her beat the fuck out of me. I got no shame in admitting that. She'll beat you in a submission, make you suck her dick. Oh no, I watched <laughs> China's fucking hot. I don't know. I mean she got a lot better looking after she had all that plastic surgery, but oh, she's yeah. she's Way still before yeah. surgery she looked like Sergeant Slaughter's daughter with that big ass jaw. Yeah, that was kinda rough. Do you think she got that from taking HGH, that big jaw? Yeah, oh, definitely. I think I don't think she was taking HGH. I think she was taking horse steroids. I mean, yeah. I think she straight up was taking like Winnie V or something. A woman don't look like that. Because she didn't have no boobs either, if you remember. Oh, no, she was flat as a board, yeah. Then all at once she had like a beautiful face and these gigantic double D tits and she was yeah. wow. But she still had that trainy voice, though. And that might have been. I bet that was from the steroids, too. Yeah, that's that fuck up your hormones so bad. Oh, you get to see this chick's boobs right here. Her boobs look nice. And here Van Damme proves how of a badass he is. She starts pulling her tits out the fuck. He goes closer to her, and then he just covers her right back up. He says, I'm holding out for Ashley Gold. Yep. He's holding out for the girl from his flashbacks who's dead at the bottom of a well. Oh yeah, that's. What would you even have a well for? I doubt there's good water. Well, I guess you're just supposed to think that, like, because it seems like once the apocalypse hit, everybody went back to olden times and shit. As <laughs> I say, he became a farmer. Yeah. Here we get the flashback to when he didn't used to make love to women. Thankfully, now the the chick with the short hair cut his hair, so we got rid mm-hmm. of that silly wig. And you could tell he was a much different man back then because he didn't gel up his hair with dirt and dust. No, he he just kind of let it naturally kind of flat, yeah. How old was he in this movie? He's like super young. Yeah, he can't be any more than like 25 in this. I was in, I was in junior high when this movie came out. Yeah, I was in, hmm. I was either in junior high or my first year of high school, one of the two. What year is this? I think it's 88, I think. Yeah, it was junior high. It's either 88 or 9. I think I was like in fifth grade or something. Here here we have the gang when they came across them. And one thing I think is cool is the gang had an old, simple look before they got all flashy and shit. They used to, yeah. dress, they used to dress like soldiers, kind of. Then after they, you know, looted so many people, they could afford chain coifs. Yeah. <laughs> Once they found the, uh, the uh, what do you call it, the medieval time store and raided they knocked it. Up, knocked over that and a couple of hot topics on the way they were set. <laughs> yeah. I hate hot topics, Johnny. I haven't been into one in a long time, but I used to go there and buy T-shirts because they have, like, uh, you can get, like, besides band shirts, they always had a lot of, like, Marvel Comics shirts. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just overpriced. Yeah, I used to go when they had sales and shit. 
I got some him shirts there once. Oh, him's actually a really good band. Really? Most people make fun of me when I say I like them. No, I have a couple of their albums. I like this stuff from back in Finland. The the, the new stuff isn't as good, but yeah, you got to change with the times for a new audience. They were one of my favorite bands for all. This movie came out April 7th, 1989. Yep, I was yep, I was 89. I would have been a last year junior high or freshman year high school, however you want to cut it. When this came out, I was a couple months shy of turning 12. So I was 11 when this came out. I got a few years on you, Johnny. Yep. I like how the cyborg girl like disappears through the majority of this film, even though she's the one they're trying to protect. Yeah. She's like she's like an afterthought. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they just they're on their boat. Clearly this is I think I don't think these were even sets. I think this was just like ruined out parts of some town. Yeah, no. That guy's even got a nice glitter shirt too. See, this is the bullshit on Wikipedia where I don't believe is they say Cannon was gonna make uh Masters of the Universe Part Two and a live action version of Spider Man from this director Albert Pun. He's gonna shoot both movies simultaneously with the same sets and costumes, but they had to scrap those, so Albert Pun uh took the two million dollars worth of costumes and sets and made this movie. I'm sorry, but but they're, they're, these costumes like they they do have some kind of futuristic costumes. These whatever rebel fighters, but this don't look like nothing from Masters of the Universe or even Spider Man. Yeah, or Spider Man. What the fuck kind of town did Peter Parker grow up in in this <laughs> Spider Man movie? There, <laughs> yeah, I know. There are for because because uh, I heard they cobbled this movie together for like half a million dollars, but the like cyborg effects like here where the eyeball pops out, like they did get some good like dummy effects for the cyborg woman. Yeah, it don't look bad at all, actually. Yeah. I just, I don't know. She's just not an attractive woman. No, nah, she's not. She looks like one of my wife's friends. That lady's not attractive either. No. <laughs> and uh, also, because, uh, like, I never really could tell. I always saw it from the DVD and the VHSs and shit, like, this movie just was shot cheap and looked terrible. But actually on the blue, especially the daytime scenes, they look really pretty, man. The, co- the colors and shit are really nice. So you could tell they was putting some uh, some good time into the photography of this. There's what the I I didn't know he was in Point Break. I remember he was with Anthony Kiedis, right? That was the yeah, gang he was in. He played War Child. <laughs> I just remember Anthony Kiedis. I was like, hey, all right, the movie's gonna get good. The Red Hot Chili Pepper. Oh, he's dead. That yeah. movie sucks again. Well, remember they shot Anthony Kiedis in like the foot. He had a pair of yeah. Reebok pumps on and it blew his foot off. <laughs> That's I think the first time I saw Kiedis in a. Kiedis only been in a few movies, but yeah. he was great in the Chase. Yeah, the Chase. Him and Flea were in the Chase together. He actually got a lot of like small parts under his belt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, speaking of Point Break, uh, Vincent Clinn, the guy from this movie, Vincent Clinn and Point Break played Lupton Warchild Pittman. <laughs> well, he had a real name. He had a full name. Yeah. And Anthony Kiedis played Tone. <laughs> Was it Johnny Utah? Wasn't that? Uh... Yeah. Keanu Reeves. Okay. Gary Busey was agent Angelo Pappas. That's right. Gary Busey's the man. And Patrick Swayze played Bodie. Bodie, I do remember that. I just didn't like the movie. I, I guess if you ever want to cover it on one of, one of your shows or one of mine, I'll watch it again. Yeah. Do you have the DVD of it? 
I do, of course I do. Yeah, well, that's what we'll do. Rewatch it to see if you come around to it or not. Should we tell them what, what show we got planned coming up, though? Sure, why not? If looks could kill and the big hit. That's right. <laughs> but we won't be covering that on this show. What show will we be covering that on? I don't know. Is that going to be on the Vault of Mysterious Information, maybe? Mm, let's put it on whatever is going to be on iTunes. <laughs> That's on iTunes already. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll do it for Vault. Okay. Yeah, because I don't think, I don't think um, Looks Could Kill is serious enough for a piece of the action. No, and then we got that big one that I've been waiting years to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you talking, talking about the FOG? <laughs> the FOG versus the FOG. Yeah. Sorry if we're not doing too good a commentary for this, but they're literally just... There's nothing happening. Yeah, they're just wandering around old concrete buildings, and finally they accidentally wander across uh, Fender Tremolo and his pirate gang. Yeah, old girl stumbles into him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why Van Damme's up in the rafters. Why did he think they would be up there? <laughs> well, he sees one of them. Luckily, he's a crack shot yeah. until you move. <laughs> I gotta say, this part, there's some awesome stunt work. And I wonder if Van Damme did this, because I could see that he would. Van Damme was originally going to be the Predator, wasn't he? He was. uh, To make him more, like, athletic, I think, but he was too small. Yeah, what happened was um, he went to do Predator all excited to be in the movie Arnold Schwarzenegger. Then they told him he was going to be in a costume, and nobody would recognize him. <laughs> so he wanted to quit the movie so he could go shoot Bloodsport. So he kept pretending to fall down. Like in the, he was, he basically made it seem like the costume was shitty, which it really didn't matter in the end because it wasn't the Predator costume as you know. It was a different suit. It, like he basically looked like a giant cockroach. And the filmmakers were like, "This doesn't look good anyway." So they sent Van Damme home, and they totally they shot the whole movie except for the Predator. You know where you actually see the Predator. And then they redesigned the suit and shit. But yeah, he was. And like that's not like some wives' tale shit because I know on the special edition DVD, if you look through the like the still photos part of the extras, there's actually a shot of Van Damme, clearly him. He's got like that real nerdy buzz cut and them giant Coke bottle glasses. And he's mm. like he's like sitting down on a rock next to um Carl Weathers or somebody. Well, he really would have looked too small. To be yeah. a predator in that movie because Carl Weathers, all those guys, even Landon Ventura, they were just big, big guys. Well, that was the problem too. Was the creature was supposed to be small too, and then they realized that wasn't going to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. The original predator. See, this here's where the stunts. Van Damme falls straight down. He, he grabs himself on this little pipe and then he breaks it and he goes swinging. This is an awesome stunt right here. Yeah. And this is where Van Damme uses his paintball gun right here. <laughs> Yeah, he takes everybody out with it too. Yeah, and these guys act like they just like get shot like with whatever. Paintball has ripped off cyborg. Yep. I like this shot here where it zooms in all the way on the guy's face from like a mile away. Yeah. That's what Is I like. He... That's what I like about this movie. It has a lot of zooms, and there's like a lot of you can tell there's like lenses on the camera that are kind of soft looking. Like it's very dreamlike, and they're like. And, and granted, I mean, I understand this filmmaker wasn't anything great. He was just doing this shit to run out the, you know, the pad out the running time or whatever. There's a lot of slow-mo shots. But it puts you in this weird, like, like I said, like a dreamlike mode. It doesn't quite seem like this is reality, does it? Mm-mm. And I like Van Damme's part is slow-mo, kind of faded. Mm-hmm. Now he's just got to walk his way through everybody. 
Yeah, I like Van Damme has this long walk to get to the villain, and all these bad guys keep running up, but Van Damme never takes his focus off the villain. Mm-mm. He just keeps looking at him. And I like Good how the shot. Yeah, because he's got a much bigger paintball gun. <laughs> yes, his actually drew some blood there. Yeah. And I like how the bad guy, like, he only speaks pretty much, like, in, uh, like, one-word sentences. Like, he's always like, come on, fucker! <laughs> kind of like how when we message each other on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Van Damme's actually, for, for not talking, he's using good faces in that to relay everything in this film. I will give him credit for that. He really does, and I really think... You know, the, the director, I mean, this is just my guess or whatever, but I really think the director, you know, got a hold of him. And because uh, there was a, a lot of talk er, in the early days of Van Damme's career that the producers always wanted to, like, dub him over with American voice. And, I, you know, like, I think the director was like, well, instead of dubbing him over, we'll just have him, like, not talk. And, and it kind of gave his character, like, I think it was heavily influenced by the Clint Eastwood type roles from the Westerns. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the man with no name type of thing. Because this movie does actually have a lot of, like, Western elements to it, I think. How's that girl having the necklace? She's all grown up now, or she took the necklace? I don't remember. Yeah, it's the little girl grown up. Because uh, when Warchild there killed and raped everybody and threw Van Damme to well, he took the little girl as, like, a trophy. That's right. And they never show it, but I always get the feeling that, like, the bad guy just, like, rapes the shit out of that girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Rob, yeah. They hang him up. They cruise here don't they yeah well that's coming see th- this is what i really like the it's narrative coming. it's coming because <laughs> we just had a 10 minute like fight scene straight 10 minutes and that's how fighting so we're like okay we're going to hit a little law point the story's going to get slow again no 20 more minutes of action <laughs> now a real movie a big budget movie would never have the balls to do that no see look uh, van damme replaces his little air canister here in his paintball gun but that's what I like about the low budget. They're like, we just have to hit a certain running time. We're just going to fill it up all the action. And, like, I know a lot of people say that's bad storytelling or whatever. But I feel like it gives it, like, a realistic edge. Because, like, if you if you watch it as, as all these fights go on and this keeps dragging on, like, Van Damme gets more and more tired to the point where he just collapses in exhaustion. And that's how they capture him. You know what I mean? Like, you, you well, don't see that is, in movies. Do you go to a movie like Cyborg for plot? No. If you if you do like you're not the right type of fan, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're either not gonna like it or what you're gonna see is not what you intended to. You're gonna see something in your mind that's probably just fucking stupid. Yeah. And like, let's be honest. Like, we got a guy here, clearly wearing a catcher's uh, padding on his chest with a motorcycle yeah. helmet. <laughs> like, you have the bad. You have the buying that this is the. You know, the the fighting gear of a ruthless villain. You know, if you can't get into that, you know, you're fucked. He's a good shot. Yeah. That actually blew out that guy's back somehow. Well, he reloaded. Maybe he put in his special BBs. Yeah, special BBs. (laughs) (laughs) See, I I like how Van Damme ran away and they all chased him and he basically just stayed there and came back. (laughs) Yeah, he like just walked around basically. Yeah. And like the whole point of this movie... Is he's he's coming back to save the girl, but then the cyborg is there, and he wants to save the cyborg because obviously he's you know, like, and the fucking cyborg bitch don't want to go. Yeah, I would have just left her there to die. And why is she so worried about? Because she's she's saying that she needs the protection of the bad guy to get her to Elena and shit. 
Like, she's a cyborg. It, like, I mean, are people really going to be able to kill her? You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't think, doesn't she have, like, an exoskeleton where she can crush things? Or Well, yeah, because, like, when, when she takes off her wig, it's just, like, metal underneath. Like, how vulnerable is this lady? Yeah. I don't get it. Seeing he spent so much time talking to her, everybody shows back up. And not only that, like, now he's trying to run away while carrying this other girl. They're just like the classic villains that just slowly walk after him. I know. He's got old girls slung over his shoulder, camel toe style. Yeah. And I like how there's always those nice war screams by the bad guys. That always adds a nice you know, element to it, yeah. Yeah, because when you look at the credits, the um, the a lot of the bad guys have foreign-sounding names, too. So, like, I really think you just got all the bodybuilders from Germany and Czechoslovakia and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's... Like, I think the only ones... Because the main bad guy, he was actually a really pro-level surfer, believe it or not. And uh, the director met him and just saw how big and strong he was and like was like, well, I want you to be in this cyborg movie or whatever. He's a big fucking dude to be a surfer. Yeah. He was from uh, Hawaii, I believe. And then crawling down in the sewer. And I mean, it had to be a set or whatever, because it's not like you can go film a movie really in a sewer. But this sewer looks nasty as hell. It uh, Maybe it was a sin. Honestly, it could have been. Just because how low budget it was or whatever? Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I just would think it'd be hard. Because, like, it has to be built... If it is a set, it has to be built in a water tank. Because they're in about two-footed water there. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of dumb for him to go in there. Well, yes and no. I don't know. Now he's basically trapped underground. Yeah, but I guess he figured he could go in there and hide and shit. Take them out one by one. Like the Predator. Like the <laughs> See, he's using all his skills, too, for later in, in life when he's in the hard target and he's being hunted for sport. Exactly. This is this is the early... Oh, he dropped his BB gun in the shit water. I wouldn't pick that back up. <laughs> yeah, I would leave that lie. <laughs> I like how all the bad guys, too, even Van Damme, everybody in this movie always has a big uh, survival knife. Yeah. And they have a lot of those, like, boomerang-looking knives, too. What the fuck did they do to old girl that she's unconscious for this long? I don't know. I guess they just knocked her out. I mean, but, my God, you think the smell of shit water would wake her up? <laughs> I know. Van Damme's knee-deep in human feces right now. <laughs> See, now, right here, Rambo, I think, clearly ripped this off. The guy kind of into water, and he's got the survival the knife. knife. Yeah. This movie, well, I think we have discovered and proved this is the most groundbreaking movie ever made. <laughs> I don't think cinema could have continued with that. And this part right here, when Van Damme does the splits and shit, this was this was the part that made, actually made this movie famous and made Van Damme really famous. Because everybody talked about this. Like, I remember when I was a kid in school, everybody talked about this. And it looks badass. It, it really is. This is this is good, uh, good camera, good film work right here. Yeah, it's real good directing because you keep seeing Van Damme prepare with this knife raising up, but you don't know where he is, and you just see this guy going through the sewer, and then finally the camera pans back and you realize Van Damme's right on top. But Van Damme's like really right on top of him. Like, couldn't that guy have seen him up there? Yeah. Felt some dripping coming off because yeah. the guy's clearly got to be wet. And I always thought Van Damme, like, jumped down and stabbed him, but he, they, they only just show Van Damme stabbing downwards to hit him. 
Look at that guy just took a bath and some piss draining down from the, the drains up above. <laughs> now they're all down there. Yeah, I can't believe the leader, the bad guy, went down there. Like, why would he want to be in piss when you could just send all these fuckers? <laughs> yeah, that's what I would have been. Bring him up. Yeah, I'll stay in here and you, you all roll around in the shit water. Finally, old girl woke up. Yeah, he's made it out. Now, see, I would make it out. Now you got to close the manhole up. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I wonder if this was a fake manhole, like they just built this like little tunnel for them to crawl out of. Because like, what sewer do you know leads out into the country? <laughs> yeah, well, it looks styrofoam-like. Yeah, it does. But it was a real hole that they climbed out of. It wasn't, you know. Like, See, I wouldn't be sitting there. Uh, uh, I'd be. I'd keep moving. But that's what I mean. That's the realism. Is they're exhausted. That's why we just stay them. there at the top, and everybody that comes out, stab them in the head. Just drop a knife down on them. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. If you got the Blu-ray out there, the subtitles are hilarious. Because the subtitles, instead of just being like down in the center of the screen, like. They tr like if one person talks on one side of the screen, the subtitles be on the left. If the other person talks, the subtitles be on the right of the screen. It's really weird. And them running like slow hand there. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's very Mad Max esque right here. Yeah, it is. We're running through some swamp right there. I was gonna say he's kicking up a lot of water and grass as he's running. Mm. I like how he goes to hide in the sewer, and then he just comes out into a big, wide open field where, he's, where there's no cover. <laughs> yeah, I know. They run for a good while here. Let's yeah. See. I think this is where, uh, what's his name? Tom Cruise got the idea to do all those running scenes of Mission Impossibles. Uh, he's running from gay thoughts. <laughs> That's what he's doing. Well, he's going to have to crack his head open to let them all out then. <laughs> that guy's clearly a homosexual. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, yeah. He's been married to some good-looking women. Yeah, so Brock Hudson with a lot of good-looking women, too. <laughs> We're just... I'm, I'm just trying to say, you know, he fans, he's gay allegedly. Uh, I think he is. Uh, Corey... Not, and there's Corey, nothing wrong with that. Corey, fans. you gotta say allegedly so we yeah. don't get sued. <laughs> they'll sue us. It's Tom Cruise will sue... If he sues South Park, he'll sue Slow Hand Radio Network. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Tom Cruise. What's he even do anymore? Uh, oh, he had that one movie. Didn't he do... Oh, I didn't see it. He's got the sequel to Oblivion coming out called Edge of Tomorrow. Exactly the same plot. Exactly the same story. I never watched Oblivion. I just can't buy him as a tough guy. Sorry. Oblivion, Oblivion sucks, man. I, I, actually, I actually like Tom Cruise. I like a lot... I, believe it or not, I actually do like a lot of his movies, but I'm sorry. Oblivion sucked. I like Cocktail. Cocktail's I'm good. I'm done. Risky Business is okay. I haven't seen I, it I like Risky years. Business. You're, oh, man, you got to watch it again. Rebecca DeMornay is so hot in that. See, I don't think she's attractive in the least. Really? No, not Especially at all. Especially in the old days. See, no. th this is the only fight scene in this movie I don't believe is this little girl chops off this woman's hand. Like, I don't believe that at all. Mm-mm. Because Van Damme's having trouble fighting this little skinny dude, and then this chick is beating the crap out of this huge, buffed-up woman. Yeah. Where's everybody else at? This is a slow-moving gang. Only a couple of them caught up with him. <laughs> well, well, they can't get there because JCVD's fighting in slow motion. 
Oh, yeah, good point. I like that insert, that tight insert of that dummy head getting kicked in. <laughs> here come more of them here. You know what I mean? Business. Because everybody's got to start. T- yeah, I was going to say, everybody's got to take off. That's why they're going so slow. Their clothes are so waterlogged, it's weighing them down. <laughs> they had to strip down to get there faster. I remember in TC2000, Billy Blanks, he took it serious. When he got into a fight, he took off his fucking pants, too. Really? Yeah. I like how this guy just throws Van Damme out of the water. And he just gets a simple leg sweep. Yeah. Kicks some sand on the camera there. Yeah, I really like this uh, action scene here, how it's filmed from down low. That guy was watching. He knew the boot trick. Yeah, I like the handheld work in these action scenes, like when he pulled Van Damme to the ground like that. It's cool. It's it's not that it's handheld and close up, but it's not that shitty shaky cam. You know what I mean? Yeah, I that that shaky cam ruins movie that yeah, ruins yeah, movies. I, I went and saw Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit the other day, and yeah, man, it wasn't that good of a movie to begin with. But then whenever the action broke out, they just start shaking the camera. I'm like, this is shitty. Even that uh, I just watched Elysium, and even the the very few fight scenes that were in there, yeah, they were yeah. all shaky cam too. It was too. too shit shaky, yeah. See, I don't understand it. I think it's just a quicker and easier way to film action scenes, honestly. Here we have Van Damme. He's so fucking depleted here. He's exhausted. Because, I mean, he fought like 30 fuckers. Like, all these other movies, these guys fight 50 people and they just get up and walk away. Yeah, he's, like you said, it's a little more realistic in this scene. Yeah. And plus... He's the plywood boat off to the side. <laughs> the pirate ship. There's some strange-looking pirates in this movie. I know. I like how they're all looking at them all stunned. I don't know. I don't care if that chick's on, clearly on steroids. She's attractive for some reason. She's not bad. The one that got her hand chopped off, she was the real nasty one. Yeah. This other one here looks pretty good. Yeah, she's not bad. Stand them up. Because this is a real fair fight. Yeah, <laughs> after Van Damme fought everybody except this guy. And Van Damme's too tired, he can't even swing his arms. Mm-mm. Yeah, because this is... You see, it goes from a fight scene to a quick scene to back to the final climax. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's action-packed, and then so... It's actually, I think, over the years, become a cult hit. Yeah, is it? I just remember, like... Because it's just not that popular because it's not a crossover movie. Like, his other movies, like, more mainstream, people get into them because the story where this one is just dark and grimy and only for the action fans, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, there's nothing. Because yeah, sci-fi fans, they can like it because it's the only sci-fi element is the future. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. It's uh, there's, there's no comedy or real romance for the women, so they ain't going to be into it. There's hardly any talking in it. Yeah, I know, which, which I actually like, man. Like, I've just... You know, granted, I wouldn't want every movie to be like that, but it like I find it refreshing to sit down and just watch a movie where you're just watching shit happen. You don't have to sit through these long dialogues, you know what I mean? I always find it refreshing to see a movie that's under two hours nowadays. I like uh, That's one thing I like about these late 80, early 90 action movies. They're, they're usually right on the money, an hour and a half. Well, yeah, like even like the Marvel movies now, they spend $400 million. The first cuts are three and a half hours, get cut down to two and a half hours. These 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 uh, cheap filmmakers from the '80s, man, they realize if you're only trying to make an 80 minute movie, you know, like you're gonna save a lot of money. You know what I mean? If you just try to film all these scenes that you're gonna cut out anyway, what's the point of spending all that money? 
one of the greatest movies ever made is Showdown Little Tokyo. That's 72 minutes. Exactly. I mean, that that's like an extent. That's like an HBO drama with a few extra. That's a bonus episode of Sons of Anarchy longer than that shit. Yeah, I know. And from this point on here, because I was like, oh, this is kind of a cool shot here. Believe it or not, Johnny, last night I watched the last 30 minutes of this movie in 3D. Really? Yeah. I use my uh, TV. It has a feature. You just hit a button on the remote, and you can watch anything you want in 3D. And, uh, you know, it depends on the movie. It depends on the photography. It has to be the type of movie that's really, like, has a lot of stuff close and far away in the frame. And this movie, at least the last 30 minutes, converted to 3D real nice. Really? See, my TV yeah. doesn't do that. No. I can't convert everything to 3D. Yeah. There's like what some... kind of TV you got, Johnny? Uh, I got the Panasonic Plasma, the 2013 one. It's the last year that they made them. But um, when they first started a few years ago, it was the, the Blu-ray players would convert it, and then they started just making the TVs to convert it. You know what I mean? I only I only own a few 3D Blu-rays. They they're kind of pricey when they first come out. They are. You, I, that's why I wait for the sales. We bought one so we could get Drive Angry in 3D. Oh, that's a good one. I haven't seen it at home in 3D, but I saw it in the theater in 3D. Uh, and that's one of the best movies I've seen. That probably is the best 3D movie I saw in the theater, just because everything was in 3D. I mean, even its hair was in 3D and shit. I know. Yeah, the girl finally were putting two and two together. Yeah, I thought that was funny, Dumb too. Bitch. Yeah, it's like, I always thought from the minute they saw each other, like, I mean, obviously Van Damme knew, but, like, it seemed like this dummy didn't catch on to the, she saw him crucified that, I mean, yeah. it's like he looked... It's not as, like he aged. Yeah, he looked exactly the same with the same hair length last time you've seen him. And then Fender Tremolo can't put it together either. He he doesn't put it together to the final fight scene when the girl's like, no. Van Damme figured it out right away. Yeah. Then again, it's hard to... I don't, doesn't he just shakes himself off this, doesn't he? Yeah. He hulks he, up, basically. This is where you get the rest of the flashback about what happened with the family. And when Fender Tremolo put him down the well and all that shit. But again, especially with the Blu-ray, you know, on a nice big TV, this is very beautiful film to look at. That's why I don't mind there not being dialogue. You know what I mean? No, it's. I mean, you know, it's like I don't like. I'm not a fan of the Deer Hunter, but that movie has a good 50 minutes without dialogue in it, and everybody calls true. it a masterpiece. It's true. Believe it or not, I just watched the Deer Hunter last week. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, oh, it was great. I loved it. It's okay. Robert De Niro, the most overrated actor on the face. Oh, what? Come on. Jesus, name me one movie where he ain't playing the same character. You can't. Yeah, you can. The King of Comedy. I was going to say other King than of that, Comedy. Other than that, name me another movie where he ain't the same goddamn character. Mm, what just happened? It was, a di- it was a different character for him. Um, let's see. Are you saying the same character? Like you count like Taxi Driver and Goodfellas? Yeah, and all he, he acts the same in every movie. He's good at it. Like Jack Nicholson, they they can only play one part, but they're very good at that part. See, I have to disagree with you. I think De Niro, because he's done like a lot of roles over the years. Like Kate Fear, he was different. Like he played a real crazy guy. But new Johnny Depp has the most range of any actor. See, I like Johnny Depp a lot, but he's more like what you're talking about. I, I would consider him more a movie star. He plays a lot of his personality. 
I've seen just because I've seen him do everything. Yeah. Out of these action guys, I've always said Van Damme's one of the best yeah, actor wise. Here we have the flashback. He just put the knives into the drawer. He put them away. He should have busted them back out when Fender Tremolo showed up at his house. Though. <laughs> he was going to go be a simple farmer, I guess. Yeah, with this chick. He's got a well. He's got a, he's got a <laughs> he well. Crops going. He's got a naked girl. I love I love Van Damme though. He's probably my favorite action star. I'd say. Yeah, I was. I don't know. Mine is probably. I'm big Stallone. Probably. Yeah, I love Stallone. But but the slow hands up there though. Slow he hands. Really is. Is. Slow hands very. He's in the top five. But with slow hands recent roles where his stunt double does all this shit, I I start consider slow hand more of an actor instead of action hero. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why didn't they build windows? Oh, well, I'm sure they got busted out with the apocalypse came and shit. Hell yeah. This is where Van Dan wakes up. Starts remembering. They put them all... That's pretty fucked up to put them all in a well. I know. And then make like an eight-year-old girl try to hold the rope that's wrapped in barbed wire. wonder why they did that, though. Just because they're the bad guys, I guess. Yeah, like like in this part, he 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 like he just does it to like make the little girl feel um, like it's her fault. You know what I mean? So that like he can just like fuck her mind up and use her as a slave and all that. Back in the day, though, his gang was much smaller, huh? Yeah, he's gotten bigger, and I noticed his hair got much longer too, and darker too. Here, his hair is kind of blonde. He's wearing one of the warrior's jackets. Yeah. Always, oh, Van Damme was always good at letting out the big nose screams and all that too. So, yeah. and they really went for the Jesus metaphor here with the crucifying because not only did they tie him to the the cross, they put arrows through his wrist. Yeah. See here, they make the little girl hold the barbed wire. Plus, this is also way Van Damme flex on the muscles. Show you how Jack. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say like you can see every like line and everything in his muscles in this scene. He's not overly big in this movie either. No, but he's really cut up. He's got good muscle definition. These, you know, the bad guy gang—they need to get caps or something. They got all that bad teeth. Yeah, they do. Not everybody can have Jonah Hill, Wolf of Wall Street <laughs> teeth, but you know, <laughs> you should strive for that greatness. See, look at the bad guys laughing. <laughs> he's just doing all kinds of crazy screaming here. I know. But apparently, I, I guess that, uh, I guess they don't really, well, they kind of show it, but they don't, but I guess there's no water in that well. I guess that's why they died when they hit the bottom. Because if there was water, do you think they would have died? Well, how far was that well, though? I mean, you know, that's what I don't get. Why did, how'd they die? Yeah. I mean, he didn't. Yeah. That's the only thing that didn't make sense. It's a good special effect, though, this scene, like when they fly down there. Oh, it looks like they really dropped him down there. Yeah, and that lady was holding almost. that baby. You don't get to, you don't see many things like that in movies, you know, where the baby and the kids get killed. And not only that, you see a little girl's hand get ripped up by barbed wire. Hell yeah, that's yeah. The girl was just fucking stupid and couldn't recognize the guy that looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> see now, Van Damme calls out. It never really shows them dead at the bottom of the well. I guess. 
Maybe he ate them. Maybe they've been there for a <laughs> stay while. Alive. <laughs> stay alive. He needed the protein. <laughs> to, to, to power up, to climb out the well. That's good. That, I mean, that's, I don't know. If you build the well, you know, wouldn't you put some boards on your window? <laughs> oh, it did show him at the bottom of the well. Yeah. I guess they fell in the rocks. I guess he fell in the water and they fell in the rocks. And there's the big dramatic. You get a double no right there. Yeah. He's lucky that when he kicked that down, he didn't fall and get hurt. <laughs> yeah, because the cross fell on the side. Yeah. It, you notice it doesn't even look like he has nipples. It looks like his nipples have been, like, seared off or something. <laughs> yeah, he's just got, like, little areolas. <laughs> but they look, like, white, like scar tissue. They don't even look like nipples. Mm-mm. Here comes luckily, the... she's luckily old girl is still hiding somewhere. Well, yeah, like it never really explained where she ran off to, but I guess she hid. Or why they forgot about looking for her. Yeah, <laughs> the bad guy just didn't give a shit about her. Didn't we miss somebody? <laughs> Wasn't he carrying somebody over shoulders? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so now you get ready for the final fight because this movie literally, I think, only has about fifteen minutes left, if that. Yeah, I know. Like, it really gears up. Like, after that whole, like, 30-minute fight scene, you get, like, a six-minute break. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this scene was funny. The, uh, because, you know, that 3D, like, on your TV, it's just converting it, like, in a split second. It doesn't really do it, everything correctly. For some reason, the guy's chain link, like, it popped out. (laughs) Like, it looked like his chain link armor was, like, two feet in front of him. (laughs) Like, floating. (laughs) Why is everybody in the post-apocalyptic future dressed so, I don't know, gay? Yeah, very flamboyant. That's the only thing that maybe these were Masters of the Universe costumes. I don't know. I'm still not buying that. <laughs> it is hard to believe. Because if, if you watch the first movie, they had costumes on and they didn't look anything like this. No. That's just it. This this is more. This, this looks a lot like uh, Bronx Warriors, to be honest with you. Yeah, it does. Good movie, Bronx Warriors, by the way. I'm a big fan of that that movie. I'm going to have to watch it. I've heard a lot about it. You've never seen it? Uh-uh. It's a good movie. It's got Fred the Hammer Williamson. The Gracious. Mother- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and here's another scene. I forgot to point Walking out. Walking Dead ripped this off right yeah, here. This is the shot of Elena, the highway, when yeah. Rick goes on the horse. That's That's it, exactly. It is. I was going to say, I forgot to point it out with the shots of the New York Bridge, but um, they did a great job of using, like, a matte painting to, like, do the background. And then, like, there's just, like, little parts where you see either people walking or bugs crawling around. But I want to know how Van Damme beat them to the city. Because Van Damme was up on the cross for three days while they were walking. (laughs) Well, he ran. Maybe he jogged. He jogged. Well, do you know that, was it three days they were walking? It had to be. I mean... Because cause all them wounds healed up and shit, and he's back to full health after being half dead on the cross. Yeah, he's obviously he knew some techniques that he learned from Tanaka there in Bloodsport. Yeah. Yeah, he not only did he beat him, but he completely healed up, and he beat him by a long shot because he's already hiding out. I know. Maybe it was Chinese herbs he was using. Those Chinese herbs do a lot. <laughs> And th- this is like my only criticizing of the movie is 
He finds a bow and arrow, literally, <laughs> one arrow. <laughs> and one he, arrow. And, and and he uses it to like he's got to fight ten guys here that are left in the gang. And instead of using it to take out one of those guys and make it a little easier, so he fires a warning shot. <laughs> yeah, that uh, clearly, you know, the great uh, Stephen Amiel on the great show Arrow, he would have taken them all out with one arrow. He'd have shot clean through all of them. I don't know, man. I want to start watching that fucking show. That show on TV. I saw on Facebook uh, Deathstroke is coming back with the new. Um, yeah, he's got new the new outfit. look, like from yeah, like from the Arkham games. Yeah. You saw it last week for the first time. Did it look cool? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I liked his original costume. I seen pictures. See, Van Damme just fired the warning shot. And, and like, why would you warn them? Wouldn't you want to sneak up on them? I know. I'd be dropping. I'd like, yeah, I'd sneak up on everyone. I'd stab them all in the back. Yeah. But this looks more imposing, I guess. I like that guy that has that little weird mask on. How does he see anything? <laughs> yeah. I, then again, how does he see through them dirty-ass sunglasses? <laughs> At nighttime. <laughs> I don't know. I, I still wear my yellow glasses a lot all during the day at work, so I don't yeah. know. Do you ever understand why in movies and shit people put knives in their teeth? I don't get that. I never got that. That you could cut yourself. Yeah, like it'd be horrible. And he has well, a holster kinda, for that. Okay, here's the guy getting his eye cut out, and it's the part of the take. It's a black guy that has like the pulled back ponytail coming up. Because there's two black guys in the gang a shaved head guy with a beard, and then this. Guy with the long kind of dread ponytails. This guy charging him right now, right? Yep, this dude right here, this big buff dude. Watch, you can see it. Watch. Whoop, there goes his eye. That was good. And he he won his lawsuit, didn't he? Yeah, he uh, he supposedly got 485000 from Van Damme. But the thing is, is like, I don't, like, I don't get it. Like, shouldn't the movie have insurance? To, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, why, did, you... why was Van Damme responsible? It was an accident. Did they say he was negligent in the stunt or something like that? Yeah, yeah. And they said, like, he used, like, a rubber blade, but obviously that doesn't matter if you get hit in the eye. Yeah, that's... I blame the other guy for not wearing sunglasses like everybody else. That's why they're wearing sunglasses. They're protection. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad for the guy, because I actually saw when it was on court TV, because the lawsuit was actually years and years after this. But I saw the guy in court, and, like, yeah, his eye's pretty fucked up. Like, I mean, it, it didn't get cut out, but it, he can't see out of it, you know what I mean? That one girl had a great weapon, a bar stool. Yeah, she hit the shit out of They're going to keep that and take it back to his friend that owns a bar. Yeah. It, se- it seemed like this girl who like killed more of the bad guys at the end here than Van Damme. Because she's fighting up a storm. Actually, they could loot that bar that they're in take it to his buddy. See? <laughs> yeah. His buddy should real move drinks. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, which I wonder why everybody was, like, living in the trash. And granted, this city's overgrown with vines and shit, but at least there's somewhat of buildings and restaurants left. I say they have shelter there, at least. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta say it's great filmmaking, whatever, that they, you know, for the climax, all of a sudden it starts raining. So Van Damme can be in some rain with a shirt off. That always looks good. Too. Well, I, I was, like, in Cliffhanger when they're in the mountains where it's, like, two degrees and Stallone yeah. got his shirt off <laughs> underneath water. <laughs> Know. And then, like, he comes out and, like, he warms himself just by rubbing his hands on his biceps. <laughs> yeah, because he has, like, no hypothermia or frostbite or anything. I know. And, yeah, here you go, right away. Here's your final fight. Yeah, the bad guy strips all his armors off. See, Billy Blanks, he took off his pants in TC2000. He takes his shit seriously. Does Did he, like, rip them off or did he, like, 
take him like off slow he and fold him. Thigh, no, like when he fights Mateus Hughes, Mateus Hughes has his shirt off. You see Billy Blanks, he's fighting him in his underwear. He took that fight serious. GZ2000 is a fun movie, though, fans. It's a real fun movie. It's a, If you want the DVD like us, you got to get a Region 2. Yeah, you got to get yourself a Region Free Player. Hook up. It's only, I think I only paid 15 bucks with shipping for it, so... That's not bad for import. It's on YouTube. Don't no, come on! Don't watch it on YouTube, fans. <laughs> Just buy it. It's a good movie. Do you think this guy was wearing contact lenses with these blue ass eyes? God, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, that'd be freaky if that was his real eyes. It'd be kind of cool though. Yeah. If I had eyes like that, I would wear sunglasses like that everywhere I went, and then pull them off when I looked at people. Yeah, just so you could freak them out. Yeah. Guy's really big too. That's why it's hard to believe he's a surfer. Yeah, he looks like he's about six foot five or something. He's got a lot of mass too. It'd be a uh, surfboard guy. I mean, damn, even in the post-apocalyptic future, you fall through cars. Yeah. <laughs> and damn, just kind of a bitch though when it comes to fighting this guy. Yeah, because this guy's supposed to be a badass. And, like, okay, like, see how he keeps slamming the car door on Van Damme's head? Like, how come Van Damme just don't back up a little bit in the car so it don't hit him? That's when his dummy girl puts two and two together, finally. So who's Van Damme supposed to be? Was he supposed to be your dad? No, because in the beginning, he just meets them people. That's right. Because, like, it was, like, uh, it was, like, an older sister, like, a younger sister and a little boy brother. They lost their parents, I guess, to the plague or maybe the pirates. And then Van Damme, like, protected them or whatever, took them in. He didn't do a very good job. No, he did a horrible job. <laughs> that's that's why they fell down the well. <laughs> yeah. Because he couldn't afford to put up boards in his windows. <laughs> yeah. Or at least some kind of alarm system or something, like some jingling bells when they come in or something. Maybe some curtains. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. This is awesome, though, when Van Damme kicks through the car window. Gets him right in the, what do you call it, right in the kidney. Yeah, small of the back. And the this back... guy at least don't discriminate. He kills women, too. Yeah, the curly head girl, she got killed out of nowhere. And this guy just, he's turning into like a monster at this point. He's all cackling and growling and shit. Now Van Damme's hulked up. Like, in every... that's the one thing, the one criticism I, you know, you always give all these guys in Van Damme movies. Every final fight, he gets the living fuck beat out of him and then all at once makes his comeback and throws the big kicks. Yeah, like a wrestler, he powers up. Whereas slow hand, you don't even get a punch on him. He just fucks <laughs> you. He ain't got no final fight. <laughs> no. That's why the end of Above the Law, the fight seems like seven seconds. <laughs> Chuck Norris, too. I think he was always getting his ass beat and then he'd throw the three big spin kicks. Yeah. But at least in this particular movie, Van Damme has the excuse of the rage kicking in. Yeah. Whereas, like, Lionheart, he just all of a sudden powers up out of nowhere, even though his ribs are broken. <laughs> That's because that guy kept going, he gonna kill your ass, Lionheart. <laughs> Lionheart, he gonna kill your ass. <laughs> he gonna kill your ass. That was a, uh, uh, I can't think of his real name. He was Captain Trunk on uh, Sledgehammer, one of my favorite well, TV shows of all times. I just know from Lionheart from the million times... Van Damme kept going, Joshua, Joshua. <laughs> I like Lionheart. That's why I love Lionheart. You either love it or hate it. That movie does not have an in between. Yeah, I really want that shit to come out on Blu-ray, but it won't. 
There you go. All that muscle can't protect you when, when you're getting a shit. knife in your gut. Some great cut scenes, too, the lightning as the guy's dying. I know. And I like how the guy just falls down and starts to drown in a puddle of mud. Your oh. Dam is incredibly young looking in this film. Yeah, I know. Especially because you got the DVD, the cover of the DVD, that's like a close-up of his face. Like, yep. He's flexing really, his bicep. Yeah, he's really young looking in the picture. Van Damme's curly-headed woman is dead. So he's going to reunite with the girl who dumped him down a well. <laughs> Bitch, why couldn't you hang on? And they, they hug. But, I mean, he ain't got no woman to be romantic with. I mean, granted, he wouldn't even pork that other girl, but still. Like, he's just going to live a boring life with this young girl he can't ever touch. Let's move somewhere where there's no well but windows. Yeah. Oh, bad, bad guy. Jump back up in every movie. Yeah, after Halloween, they all had to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, Halloween, if that would have been Malcolm McDowell shooting his ass, then everyone would have been a part two because at real Loomis would have <laughs> taken him out. That's right. Mm-hmm. How long on if you, if you want to find Loomis. out what's up with Malcolm McDowell, hit at room. Now, let me point out something to you that like I always thought was strange. Okay, this fight scene, like, you know, the bad guy jumps up. He, he's he been stabbed in the gut, but he's still going to fight. Van Damme starts whipping his ass really now. And then, like, Van Damme kicks him. And he lands, like, on a, um, like a meat hook or something, right? It's a fan blade, isn't it? No, it's a meat hook. Watch. Van Damme keeps punching oh, him in yeah, his gut. Like when... Cobra. Watch. He kicks this motherfucker. And he, he falls back on the meat hook. Now watch when they showed the motherfucker. He's on the meat hook, but he's like two feet off the ground. Like, did Van Damme really kick him up into the air that that's much? A, that's a power kick right I there. <laughs> Send that motherfucker flying not only 20 feet back, but about five feet up into the air. That's like one of those Jeff Wincott martial law kicks, or Mission of Justice, where he kicked that guy and the guy went flying like 35 feet. Yeah, I know. Like, watch, see it? That motherfucker's yeah. hanging like way off the ground. I mean, you would have had to kick that guy up real high because then he'd have had to come down on the hook. Exactly. Weird. More vines there overgrowing on things. Mm-hmm. A long shot of the vines growing. And then here comes the cyborg woman. She starts crawling out of the dirt. I totally forgot she was in this movie. I was going to say, you forgot about that. That, that. that was a subplot. Yeah. <laughs> It's the only movie where the plot of the movie is actually a subplot. Yeah. Watching these movies, too, they motivate me to work out more. Do they? Oh, yeah. You, are you training for your big screen debut one day? I am. Well, they're making me think about eating that. I got a recipe for nachos made with french fries. What? Yeah, huh? That's what I said. <laughs> Instead of nacho chips, you use big steak fries. Mm, that doesn't sound too healthy. <laughs> no, but it sure look good. I'm not going to have... My wife's going to have some. I'm my kid, but I'm not going to partake in those. I'm going to have some salmon. No, oh, that's good. Yeah, there's a Mexican restaurant. It's like a fast food type place, but a little pricier around where I live right now. And uh, you can get carne asada french fries. Oh, those are good. Yeah, they are good. 
After that food bender I went on, I even looking at food don't even appeal to me right now. That was brutal, the shit you were telling me you were eating. Oh, <laughs> God. Did I show you that picture of my lunch the other day? <laughs> yeah. That wasn't Jeez. a lunch. That was like enough food to feed a cafeteria of kids. But... It was like two great big hamburgers stuffed full of pickles and giant order fries. Now, Van Damme starts getting some weird, like, uh, silly putty bruising and scars on his face now at this point. He does. It almost looks like he's wearing, like, a Halloween mask or something. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. And here's basically the end shot. And, like, that, this is my only, like, whatever complaint about this movie is I felt like this, like, this end scene, like, ends, like, in two seconds. Like, she walks in, the guy's like, did you get the data? She's like, yes. And then, like, she looks at Van Damme, she's like, you could stay with us. And then, like, Van Damme just walks away. And then, I don't know, it just seemed like he delivered this cyborg woman a cure for the Earth's plague. Like, bring this motherfucker in, give him a new jacket, give him some food, like... Something. Yeah. Give him some windows to take with him for his new house. <laughs> he probably wants to go back to his friend's bar. They, they found that bar, he had to take them yeah. stools and everything. To them. <laughs> <He went> to... <laughs> and, and it's kind of a corny line, too, at the end where the cyborg lady says... But I feel like he's the real cure for this world. That makes no sense. No, the cure no. for the world is the plague that's got everybody's face boiling up and shit. <laughs> maybe that's maybe he was gonna go and open his own bar. Yeah. Because his would be nicer. He has an actual bar and stools. Yeah. Call it Gibson. Cyborg, a no. Golden Globus production. That's right. Hey, hey, you know, hey. a piece of trivia, Johnny. Yeah. Cannon didn't make a lot of comedies. Mm-mm. But they made one. It's one of the funniest movies ever. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called Detective School Dropouts. Hmm, that sounds familiar, but I don't know. You need to get on that. It's on YouTube. <laughs> don't even bother telling me it's on YouTube. <laughs> Sadly, it does not have a DVD release. Oh, that sucks. That's why, I mean, I don't know who owns the Canon, like, whatever, um library but whoever it is we need to at least start putting that shit out on dvd you know what i mean i don't think anyone in particular owns it i think it's just different studios have different things i would assume by now yeah yeah you could charge them or you could put because people are suckers you know you put the canon logo the canon collection and you charge five bucks more people buy it that's what i would do if i owned the rights i would say canon's back in business and open up like a website canon films and then just sell the old dvds you know what i mean why they themselves don't do that? Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I guess because bankruptcy. One of them, they're still alive, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe bankruptcy meant that they had to like sell the rights off to everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's possible. There's a swing gang in there. <laughs> yeah, swing gang. <laughs> Ron Sisteri was in the swing gang. So yeah, wrapping up, man. Final thoughts of Cyborg movie that I guess, like you said, it started to come around now to a cult following in. But I just I just think it's really good, man. I mean, it's a very simple movie. I, like I'll give you that, but at the same time, good fight scenes, plenty of action, very short running time. Yeah, and it had electricity by Leroy Slime Evans. <laughs> yeah, and the crane operator was D. L. Pete Peterson. Pete Peterson. <laughs> it's pretty sad when your nickname is an abbreviation of your last name. <laughs> yeah, I know that's not that's not a very cool nickname. It was like in that Boy Meets World when his nickname was, he was Corey the Corey. <laughs> Laszlo Les Stump. Les Stump. <laughs> Why do people bother giving themselves dumbass nicknames? Yeah, I don't know. Go motion technicians. 
There's a rotoscope on here. There, Omni Nina Mason. There you go. She sounds hot. I bet she's really hot. One of the sound editors was Kimi K. Mm-hmm. Dean St. John. That's right. Sounds like Canon Sound Jordan. Studio. Yeah, I, I was about going to point that out. Canon Sound Studio, Los Angeles. What was the Canon? Because you know how cheap ass Canon films are. What was the Canon Sound Studio? Somebody's fucking basement or, or like, a like in room a, closet? In that hustling flow, somebody's basement, they had egg cartons all staked to the walls. <laughs> See, here we get treated to all the guitar names Van Damme played Gibson, Gibson Rickenbacker, yeah. Fender, Fender Tramelo, Marshall Strat, <laughs> Pearl Prophet was his name after a uh, keyboard. Somebody was named Xylo. Like xylophone. Roland Pick. Roland <laughs> makes keyboards, and then you got the pick from guitar. Long- Jackson Rock Pickney was one of the bad guys. <laughs> I think that's actually the guy who got his eye cut out, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Rock Pickney. That's a- Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, was influenced by this film as well. Man, everybody. Look, three different knives companies. Almore Knives, Blackjack Knives, Crawford Knives. <laughs> so many knives. <laughs> Cape Fear Community College. How did they contribute to this? Who would go to a college named Cape Fear? I know. Cyborg. A cannon film. A name you can fucking trust. Oh, I guess with that, I guess that's the end of this show. Yeah, we did a two-hour commentary for an 86-minute movie. (laughs) (laughs) We're giving you... This is like you're getting a commentary and special features. (laughs) Because the DVD and Blu-ray ain't got no special features, so we gotta give it to you. Oh, you just you just download, record this, and put it inside your put yeah. it on a flash drive, put it inside your your uh, your Blu-ray DVD. Now you got the collector edition. Exactly. Or if you got it on YouTube and you printed out a little cover for it, you can yeah. write on that special edition. Special features, courtesy of Corey G and the Goat. <laughs> You can take our picture off of it. You could even steal our idea and put Canon Pictures Classics. Start your... I'm going to make a fake cover now. (laughs) You can download the cover for $2. You go to YouTube, you download all the Canon Classic VHS rips... You print out the special cover. Yeah, I'm gonna make a special cover for this movie. That's gonna be a bonus. You could just download it. Yeah. I don't even know why this is so funny to me, but for some reason it is. I put the Canon logo on the side. I'll make it all nice and pretty. And the best part is we'll take it the way we're going to distribute it because we don't want to get in trouble with the copyright holders. We ain't gonna sell it personally. We'll take it in to pawn shops. <laughs> I might even, if anybody out there has the court TV from this guy, let yeah. us know that can be the Easter egg. Oh my God, that would be the worst special feature. The action movie you just enjoyed watching, though, you get to see the aftermath of the guy in court with his eyes. <laughs> That's why it'd be the Easter egg. It'd be hidden like when he's crucified. You got to hit the arrow on his arm or something. <laughs> Oh my god, it's crazy. Oh man. We need to end this before I choke to death. I guess with that, we'll see you in just a couple weeks.
Take care, fans. Later.